just is throwing down with Justin Lilly. That makes no sense! You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter, and we'll be a little smarter, and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Alright, on that note, we're throwing down. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. I'm Jess King. And we are going to jump right in with a very celebratory episode of Throwing Down, um, talking about some of the greatest of all time. Not the, but some of the, um, because I am choosing to not get into that today. <laughs> I so- am, I'm opting out of that narrative, and that is okay. Anyways, okay, we are going to be talking about past week in sports-ish um, in some NBA and WNBA titles, um, both of which were won by some of the most storied players in the history of the sports. Um, so, to start off, just thoughts on the finals? Um, I felt like it was just over so quickly. I think both it came of them. and then it was gone and like especially the last games were such blowouts that it really felt like mm-hmm. that like so Sunday night I was working and I was like oh, okay like I'm just gonna catch the second half of the game leave a little early and like watch it outside in the bar and then it was just like over like there was no game left to watch in the second half because the game had already been decided at that point like for me watching it I was just yeah like, this no is and just I it. think like like LeBron and the Lakers were on their game and the same way that Sue Bird and Seattle Storm blew out the Las Vegas Aces. Um, yeah, and I think um, because I do agree with you that both of these series felt very short, um, even yeah. though the NBA went to game six. Um, the Seattle swept – the Storm swept the Aces in three games, so that was over as – literally as soon as possible. Um, but both series, uh, I did not really see that, think going into them that they were going to go that quickly. Um, obviously, there were a lot of questions with the Lakers and the Heat um, and what Jimmy Butler and all of them were going to be able to do. And I think they put on a fantastic game. And there were times where I was like, Jimmy Butler's not going down. I was like, there's, he's not going to – I really thought that the Heat were going to win it, and I think a lot of other people did too. I mean, feel like there were also what goes into our conversation about the GOATs mm-hmm. and LeBron James is there were a lot of people rooting for the Heat to win because LeBron James was representing the Lakers in that finals, and LeBron's got a lot of haters like, yeah. I don't know if I'm, like, a hardcore LeBron hater. I don't think I am. I think he kind of, like, I respect him a little bit more after the season. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, like, his biggest fan. I've never – I think he's a great player. I don't really think there's a lot of people you can directly compare him to in the league right now. I mean, the Michael Jordan discussion is, for me – one we will not be having on this podcast ever. <laughs> I just don't think it's, like, comparable. I I'd never choose to argue it personally, really, like, in my life because – the NBA is a completely different game now. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a lot of people who don't like him and they wanted the Heat to win. Also, I think the Heat was like a really good team and it'd be super cool to see such a young team led, like with the only 
not experience, but finals level experience in Andre Iguodala and like how he kind of like was helping them, I think, in the finals. Not so much really on the court. There were their dominators, like, you know, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, but off like in the locker room, I'm sure a lot of those pep talks, I would like to think, came from Iggy. Like yeah. that's that's kind of why I thought hey, this is kind of cool that they're in the finals right now. It'd be kind of awesome if they beat the Lakers because I'm not a Lakers fan and I have no skin in the game and it just would be very interesting. Yeah, well, I think the Heat are just such an unbelievably fun team to watch. And that was part of like what made this final so fun, even though the Lakers, I think, were pretty dominant. The Heat obviously had their games, they had their moments, and that was it in game five. I really was thinking that, I did not think Jimmy Butler was going to be losing this finals. I thought he was going to do, and I believe he did do everything in his power to, to win the game, but obviously um, the depth of the Lakers, the stars of the Lakers just weren't, it was yeah. too much for the heat to, for their like kind of defensively minded stuff um, for the Lakers shooting, all of that. It came out with the heat on top or with the Lakers on top, sorry. Um, but there wasn't ever a second that I, thought the Lakers had it completely in the bag, no question about it. And I would say the exact same about the Storm and the Aces. I didn't – I a very, very similar series in that when you look at it on paper, the Lakers seem like the team that's going to win. When you look at it on paper, you seem like the Storm is the team that's going to win. Um, but really when it comes down to it, their opponents were just unbelievably talented teams. And again, I didn't necessarily think that the, the Storm was going to sweep the Aces. I really thought that the Aces might win a game or two games – I don't know that I, I didn't see them winning the title, but I thought they were going to pr come pretty damn close. Um, so it was very interesting that we had almost these like identical series happening at the same time in the men's and women's version of the sport um, with <laughs> basketball, both led by these superstar athletes that have been in their leagues forever, uh, have very, very, very similar careers and leading their teams to another title in this nonsense of a year, in this mess of a year. Um, and then their, series, year. their opponents were very similar, literally same colors. I just realized that. I just put that together. Um, Wait, really? The aces are red and black and so are the heat, yeah. Um, so it was this weird, like, kismet. Wow. 2020, everything's weird. But, like, this kind of, like, I think Charlotte Wilder. Coincidence, Wilder's, I think not. <laughs> uh, I think Charlotte Wilder is one that tweeted, like, um, the Lakers winning the NBA championship is the only thing that makes sense, sense this year. And I think the Seattle Storm winning the WNBA championship is another only thing that makes sense this year. Um, wow, it's like these weird parallel. Yeah, these weird parallel things. I didn't think either team was going to just come in and sweep it all up. The Storm obviously did. The Lakers, it went to game six. Um, but I also would like to just give Jimmy Butler and the Heat and Tyler Hero – and Duncan Robinson and all those guys, the credit they deserve for putting up an insanely great playoffs run. And I think part of the reason why I'm not as disappointed as I thought I would be for the Heat, I was kind of like you. I didn't really – either way, I would have been happy with it um, yeah. because I love the goon squad that they had and have. And I also – I think what the Lakers are doing is really great too. But they're a young freaking team, and I think that this is very much so – not even the tip of the iceberg for them. Um, I think they have oh, a lot yeah. uh, like in them. They're all so, going to be able to say that they killed it in Yeah, and I think that it's like very telling of 
the next couple seasons for them, whatever it's going to look like in terms of what their depth is going to be, what their roster is going to look like. They have the pieces. Um, They're going to be future contenders for a a bit. So phenomenal coach, Pat Riley um, in the front office. Like I think they have all the pieces, even if those pieces move around, they have them there to be a title contender for years to come. And I'm really excited to see what they're going to do in the next couple of years. I'm also excited to see what the Lakers are going to do in the next couple of years, because part of what we're going to get into with this is that Sue Bird and LeBron James have had all of this success at this point in their careers. And they maybe haven't even reached the peak yet. They're mm-hmm. not Tom. Maybe I, physically, again, but like. That's up for debate, but it's, they're not Tom Brady. Who's. 43 and we don't know what's going on you know what I mean yeah um so I mean just starting with like Sue Bird turns 40 in two days I'm not gonna say 40s like crazy but I'm not gonna say 40s how much more Sue Bird do we have left playing in the WNBA she's gonna do great things for a whole bunch of other reasons um when she retires from basketball but how many more years of Sue Bird basketball do you think we have? It's interesting because I believe right now she only has a – I think she's a free agent in 2021. Um, and okay. I don't see her signing anywhere else because, I don't know, not to oversimplify it, why would you? Um, I mean, the, but, like, the I mean, team built around her. I mean, she's been with them since they drafted Yeah, and with her. the team they have around her with Brianna Stewart, like it's – what reason do you have to go somewhere else? Um, but – I think you you definitely have at least like three more seasons. And I think that's a solid under. Yeah. Um, Under, definitely. LeBron, they're both 17 years in the league. LeBron's 35 though, because he was drafted right out of high school where Sue Bird was at UConn first. Um, Catching two NCAA championships. If LeBron plays eight more seasons, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, me either. A lot of people say that they, that he, well, first of all, he's in great shape. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, Sue Bird's had fucking injuries, you know, knee surgery, um, things like she kind of thought like I would not like she would never recover from, but there were a lot of people that thought Mm -hmm. at like 34, she was declining and she's like, guess what? I just caught a dub number four on my 40th. Say what up? But LeBron, he could play. He's never really been, knock on wood, like super seriously injured. I don't yeah. want to like call out, jinx something, and then be hated on by Twitter forever. Like, no, but he's not like Steph Curry, who's had his injuries, who's had his time. I mean, LeBron's exactly. been injured. He's been out for a little while. I think it's also worth noting that I'm like you. I'm not a LeBron apologist. I'm not going to say every single thing he's ever done was the right move it's not my place to say, and I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, But I will say that LeBron has grown on me a lot in recent years. Um, I think the way he has been able to lead different teams under different circumstances is very impressive. And it's not something that a lot of players can do. I also think that, and this is, this is less basketball related, his community efforts, the way he presents himself to fans, to the community is something that I think is extremely impressive. Um, And I think he does see the bigger than basketball side of things. And I think that comes with maturing and growing in the league. And since he's done that, I've honestly really, really liked LeBron. Um, Where before I was kind of like, 
okay, this guy. The whole, like, not one, not two, not three. I was like, all right. I was like, you're going to the heat. You're trying to recreate the big three. We know what you're doing here, all right? Um, and then going back to Cleveland and winning the title, it's all very endearing. It is. It's very nice, very endearing. But I think, like, he has matured both as a player and as, like, a person, as we all do. Um, and that has made LeBron, to me, extremely likable. And I think Sue Bird has maybe always been super likable because I don't think she ever had that, like, I'm the king mentality about things the way LeBron did. Definitely. And I, I think, so for me personally, I, it's not like, so with LeBron James. It's so hard to be like, I didn't like LeBron. My feelings about him is like, I'm not a diehard fan of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I don't really give into the hype, but I sometimes I do see like things that I don't like about his basketball style, which is most importantly is like the lack of effort on defense because mm. of his I'm the king mentality. It's just something that doesn't sit right with me. But I will also say that I don't think that there's anyone in the NBA right now that I would have a conversation about comparing him comparing like against him and like in terms of who's the best like I think that currently playing in the NBA LeBron is the best I mean like I said earlier the Michael Jordan situation is completely different and that's not even like what I want to talk about right now anyway um I think there was a time for sure that Steph Curry was in that conversation I think in recent like physique also even like strength ability to like let's talk about like just right now you and, and I and like they both are point generating like they generate so many points for their team and they have played at the highest level but like I'm talking like his build everything about it like I just yeah. think that well you and I talked about this earlier and I think my answer because you you asked like who who would you say is like comparable to LeBron in the league currently and I I gave a fake answer to get out of it it's totally cheating but I think there are players <laughs> that have comparable talent levels in certain skills but not all of them like I think that there are players who shoot just as well as LeBron I think there are players that guard just as well as LeBron if not better I just don't know if all of that is in one player I think you could build a LeBron 2.0 with the if you had like if you could pick five players and like build a better player than LeBron it's the fact that like we can't find somebody yeah. that's like LeBron right now playing that makes him good. And I'm sure, maybe not. I'm sure two chicks somewhere on a podcast, not a podcast. We're talking about this one day with Michael Jordan said the same thing. So yeah. I think they're both like great. It's just a lot of the detaste that I think people get from LeBron. And although attitude. basketball is a business, him bouncing around to other teams searching for a ring. But like that's like this is his job playing basketball. Like it's his hustle, mm-hmm. whatever. But Sue Bird, on the other hand, in terms of likability across the public, would be that she's been with the Seattle Storm since she was drafted first first overall. For the majority of their life as a WNBA team. Um, yeah, their organization. And I, like, I also do want to give defense to like, I, I think my only real ever problem with LeBron, not that it even matters, was that was the bouncing around thing. Because I was always like, stop going to the super team to win your title. 
I, yeah, I don't know why it, it was, bothered me. It's this. Well, it's no, just it did, like, but it did to me too because I was like, if you're gonna have all this talk about how you're the greatest, be the greatest and work with what you have. Don't keep moving um, to find something better. And and again, even like last year, we also say, talked about this. He the Lakers missed the playoffs last year. Didn't yeah. have Anthony and again, Davis. I'm not the one. I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not an NBA player. I, I this is just how I see it. I when I was older, I like understood a little better you and I talk a lot about how like athletes are people and they're not just athletes and it was when Kevin Durant left OKC that I really had this like realization where I was like NBA teams you think of the team like OKC and I'm like that's in Oklahoma like that team isn't like you gotta live in Oklahoma if you're on OKC and that was a kind of moment for me I was like yeah I'm obviously going to San Francisco and it was this kind of thing to me where I was like maybe LeBron doesn't want to live and there's this isn't the reason he left the camp I would love to live in Miami Beach I'll be honest LeBron's from Akron does he want to live in his hometown for his entire life when he's one of the greatest NBA players probably not and I that's not necessarily the reason why he left but I think that there's an aspect to that. And I think there's an aspect to this was a lot of speculation of his LeBron going to LA so that he can further his career after basketball, get into the space jam two thing, all of that be in Hollywood. Um, and I don't hold that against him at all. Like, yeah, you're a major, major celebrity. LA is kind of the place to be for that. And if they yeah. have a fucking great basketball team too, that you can build a great team around, then why the hell not? So be it. Um, so that was kind of the like, the way I saw it and I disagreed with it, I then kind of came around and understood it or maybe tried to understand it a little bit better. And I do, I don't fault anybody for it. Um, not that again, I'm the one to fault anybody for anything, but. To be honest, I think like since I made peace with the fact that in my own brain, I believe that like, Michael Jordan is a better basketball player than LeBron James and LeBron is 35 he has four rings so like I can't sit here and fucking tell you that he's like not gonna do that because you know what would happen to me it's like he'd fucking do that and he'd get like three more rings in three years and be a stud and then like good for him but like I Michael Jordan is my basketball player that I pick as a favorite in that debate. So I think it's been able, it's like allowed me to respect LeBron James more because I've always kind of hated the pinning of the two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wonder like what they talk about. Like when like, no, it's, like, it's like, Hey, like you see that new like thread that came out of me on Twitter. And like, it says like, I'm a fucking baller. What do um, you say? I don't think they talk about it. <laughs> I know it's like not the thing that you talk about they probably like laugh at all of us for sitting here wasting our time arguing about it but like, okay so like you mentioned this and again we can we're, we're definitely going to talk about the fact that like I think Sue Bird and LeBron have had very similar careers that have led to similar places but on very different paths um but just quickly before we get into that it is interesting to me in the debate that we will not be having but that people choose to have of michael jordan versus lebron the debate we're also like saying we're not having more. <laughs> i know the, the debate we reiterate that we will not be having is that and a lot of people are saying this a lot of people are saying this during the last game is that like 
how lucky are we to be able to live in the same time period that LeBron James is playing basketball? And I completely agree with that. Um, and the fact that he doesn't really have any plans to retire and nor should he, cause he's 35 years old and is very athletic and in very great shape. I think that that argument, like people, and I'll use the quarterback argument as a comparison. People do the Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Once Tom Brady won more championships than Joe Montana, the argument ended for a lot of people in that it was like, now that Brady has the rings, it's, it's him. And yeah. I, it's, I'm interested to see how the next couple of years will play out in that LeBron's love right now. People can make the argument for either side, whatever they want. And it's just interesting to me to see if that won't be the case in a few years, if LeBron will do things with his career in the next couple of years that you will no longer be able to argue the same way you can now. Um, the thing that's different about football and basketball is that it is a different game. Like I, I would pay yeah, but comparisons. Of I would pay goal, like, like a huge pay-per-view. I would pay a huge pay-per-view to be able to like watch LeBron play on the 1998 Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, yeah. like, like that would be, that would be insane. And that's like, that's they kind should of like make a fiction around. movie about it and change the names from LeBron James to, uh, Tamal Tame and <laughs> from Michael Jordan to John Smith and <laughs> make it a scenario. Okay. I think it would do really well in the box office. Um, yeah, so it's kind of one of those mysteries, like, we're never going to really know um, because of how things have changed. Exactly. It sounds so ridiculous because it's not going to happen. That's why I don't like having the That's debate. why we will not be having that debate here. So back to this, like, goat conversation that we really are, like, kind of honing in on here. Um, so Sue Bird has actually said in an interview, and this is why I think a lot of people say a championship ringer ring, number ring number doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think it's a fair way to compare all goats across um, team like level. The, it's the baseline. Like different sports, you know. It's like it's your flex. It's your accolades. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. I think that's an SAT word. Um, but so listen, Sue Bird says. I think we're, t we're the two players, her and LeBron James. You can throw Tom Brady and Diana Taurasi in there. Uh, us four are kind of in this league company of people who are closer to the end than the beginning, but still able to have a huge impact on the game. And I mean, I think anybody who's ever fallen under that category in terms of the history of sports, any athlete, they are goats in my book. And I love yeah. that quote from her because like, that's, that's kind of what they're doing. They're still always going to be um, talked about in conversation mm -hmm. from before they retire, when they get to the later ends of their careers, when you think you're going to, and then well after like a lot of um, great players that we know that whether they're trying to be in the limelight or not, and whatever they choose to do after they retire is that they are still talking about them and how they shaped the game of whatever sport they're with. Yeah. I think there's definitely something to be said about like the longevity of a career of like, not how much of an impact you were able to make, but how long did that impact last? How long were you able to make that impact? Because you can, you can do what LeBron James and Sue Bird and Tom Brady have done on a team for five years, but I think it takes a hell of a lot more incredible. to do it for 20 years. Yeah. And 
I mean, listen, like they've had careers longer, almost longer than I am years old. So not to make anybody feel old, but like that's saying something of like, if think of all the things that have happened to me since I was born, <laughs> like that they've been playing their sport for that amount of time. And they so old, huh? <laughs> and, but the thing that's so freaking crazy about Sue Bird and LeBron James, we don't know what's going to happen with Tom Rudy with this Buccaneers thing. I don't even, I'm so honestly sick of talking about <clears throat> you it. You don't want to talk about it anymore? I How never, are you feeling? Honestly, I never, I, I, did, I did not want to talk about it, but it was just like, let's watch the season, see what happens, and then we can talk about it. Not this like, do you feel like disappointed? No, I honestly, like, I don't know by his like performances, like when he does bad, do you still want him to like have a good game? Like, do you support him now Um, that he left you? It's not like, I don't not support him, but I don't like, I I don't watch Bucks games to be like, okay, let's go Tommy. But like, if, if it's the one o'clock game, I watch it and I would rather root for the Bucks than like the football team or like the dolphins or whoever you know what i mean like like I bucks guess patriots I, you're rooting I for have more of an attachment to the bucks i have the most attached to the patriots i have more of an attachment to the i, I really liked the 49ers when i was a kid um the 49ers and then the bucks i have more of an attachment to than any other football team so it's like if it's the bucks versus anybody other than like the patriots or the 49ers I, I guess I'm rooting for the Bucks, but I also You're like go Tom, throw that. Football. I also have like a detachment to it where I guess I'm just more so interested to see what happens. I don't the way that you watch a football game when your team is playing and you just feel it in every bone of your body, like when it's a close game and there's like it's the two minute warning and you just feel it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that way about watching the Bucks play. Like I, I just don't. Like I, I don't feel any physical. Should have been in a bar in New York when the Giants lost to the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, it was like tough. Oh my god! The everyone tweeting about that game because I follow a lot of people from New York because we went to school in New York. Um, people, man, yeah, it's so I funny to be us. I don't know what you guys are going to do. If you guys can't see this, I'm wearing my bright orange Knicks hoodie. Like, You know what, Jess? If we were doing this podcast in, like, 1995... The that role, would be so cool. The roles would be reversed. I'd be miserable. Yeah, and guess what? Like, we're not, though. Add <laughs> that to the list of things I need and can't change. <laughs> it's not 1995 anymore. Um, yeah, so... What were we talking about? Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I don't I'm really depressed about Brady. being living in New York. Like, I don't really feel any sort of investment about it. But um, it like is. When he loses, like, are you, like, sad for him oh, I don't care. Bit? Like, I okay. don't care. It doesn't. Honestly, I'll be honest. I am, when they lose, and this is the, the serious truth, I am more sad for Dave Connolly than I am for Tom Brady. Because Dave loves this football team with everything well, he has. <laughs> so I'm just, like, wondering, because remember when we did our capping project, Lily? And we had to dive into the idea of how... Just, like, for background, capping can, is this thing we had to do senior year right. of college where we had to do, like, a giant thesis research project. Okay, what's your question? So we looked into the idea of how fans connect with, like, a team or an organization or are they like diehards for a certain player that has represented their favorite teams for X amount of time? Yeah. And you so are I'm, more of a Patriots I'm person a than you are a Tom Brady fan when he's, but he's been there 
for a bit while you've been a fan. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was like, not just, I mean, this is going to sound so like obnoxious, Boston. Like, he was a huge part of my childhood. Um, <laughs> like, no, seriously, like a I lot know, of my that. childhood memories are like watching Patriots games and they, every single one of them, Tom Brady started in 2001. I was three years old. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't so, feel like, like every any fo- type every of way about him. I don't remember Drew Bledsoe. Like, every football memory I have is based around Tom Brady until this year. Now, I mean, like team cam newton all the way i love him he is spectacular um but no i my allegiance is not to tom brady it is to like yeah it's your allegiance i I like that you use that word like it's like i'm a patriots fan tom brady's no longer on the patriots i wish him well um it's interesting to watch because like no one thought this would happen so i'm curious always it's like what's gonna happen next um so yeah no I don't feel any like holding out you don't like you're not like in your bag over it (laughs) no not at all I honestly don't even know what that means um (laughs) like I so I've actually heard like conflicting things about it and I think I say it like in your bag like you're sad but other people say like get in your bag like like, I think isn't I doesn't it have something to do with making money too is that can you so that's why i think people think it's it means a good thing like okay. oh get your bag like oh like make that okay. money but like I'm not i kind of has a negative connotation around the saying so it's like you're like sad like you're in your bag <laughs> anyway um, okay so anyways back to kind of the conversation we were having is that these people these athletes we're talking about namely sue bird and lebron james as sue bird stated they're Past when a lot of players stopped playing. Like, the ages they are, a lot of players have already stopped playing at this point, and it doesn't look like they necessarily have plans for retirement anytime soon. So it's that longevity and also that, like, you can kind of talk about these people as being some of the greatest of all time in their respective sports already, and their careers aren't over yet. So if if they both retired today, there's still a fair argument to be made for both of them as to why they're some of the greatest in their leagues. But yeah. it's not over yet. And they like, have so much more time to go. See, I don't see, like, the Lakers falling off anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't see them getting worse. <laughs> um, I see maybe, like, teams like the Heat, maybe the Celtics, um, the Raptors getting better. Uh, but I don't see the Heat getting worse. Now there's AD. And also, I don't – like, who wants to leave that team at this point? Um, yeah. No well, you know what I think has a lot to do with the conversation is um, since we're talking about like continuing on and mm-hmm. like Sue Bird has made it known she wants to play next year and she wants to compete for her fifth Olympics, which is going to be in Tokyo in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, like Olympic medals and performances, I think have, if you're able to, like obviously Tom Brady can't do that. But for basketball, I think that's also something that needs to be in conversation about saying like who's some of the best yeah and you know why i think that that is and maybe you feel the same way maybe you feel differently but that um being able to go onto an olympic team is not it's very short like it's a very short amount of time that you play together so i think you have to have everybody on the team really has to have standalone skills but not even Mm -hmm. that they have to have the ability to like very simply work well with others in any given situation. Um, yeah, and to compete, compete on an international play. level. You're playing with teammates you never play with who have very different play styles of you, um, who you practice with for like three months, and you're playing against teams that you never, ever, ever face. Right. So I think there's, there's something to be said about like the adaptability that you need to be an Olympic basketball player as well as a WNBA or NBA player. 
Um, and they both have done that with flying colors. LeBron James, I think, has two gold medals. Subert has four. Um, yep. And so, I mean, yeah, just throw that onto their the allocates of like these two players are fucking insane. Yeah, they're they're pretty crazy good. And I thought like they had overall a super super nice weekend for themselves. And <laughs> even after they retire, they're just gonna they're still gonna like dominate news cycles like you know they're always gonna be doing something they're very active at people active activists is what i meant to active say. activists with active their- activists um yeah. but and this isn't to say that one way is better than the other lebron james has won three t- four titles with three teams and Subert has won four titles with one team and i don't know that's I don't think that actually says as much about the athlete as people might think it does. Um, where I think like it says something positively about LeBron that he's able to go to different places and work with different people and still be successful and still be a leader. Um, even when his environment's changing. Um, I also think it says something about Sue Bird that like, she's been able to to build build an organization from the ground up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that both of that, Either of those paths have good and bad things about them. Like, Subert's been able to know what she's working with for a very long time. LeBron's been able to get the new shiny thing every time. Um, So there's, I think, good and bad things about both of them. I don't think it makes one better than the other. But they both end up here, 17 years in the league, four titles, at least two um, gold medals. Um, For both of them. And, and I mean – Sue oh. got those two NCAA championships, which I'm sure LeBron probably I could say that LeBron had he not went straight out of high school and things were different and there wasn't yeah. a one and done, he would have had at least two, if not like at least one when he also played. my favorite stat in all of this is Sue Bird is only one of three professional basketball players to win a title in three different decades. And right, I saw that. So she's That's... the only WNBA player to ever do it, and there's two NBA players that have done. Do you know who they are? Do you want to guess? No. Because I guessed, <laughs> and I was way wrong. One of them, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Um, the first one. Vince Tim Carter Dun- played in like. Tim Duncan. Right. That was I. F- so people were talking about that recently, I think, and that was familiar to me. Uh, in John Sally. I thought it was going to be Bill Russell for sure because I was just thinking like mathematically if you've won 11 titles there has to be minimum two decades in there um and it Bill Russell yeah two decades but what wasn't it three or two Bill Russell's only one in two decades right and the the thing is and John Sally Tim Duncan and Subert have all won in three different decades three okay um no, because Bay Bill Russell – no, because he just won in two – he won 11 titles in less than 20 years, um, which is crazy. But because it's also, like, the decade just started, you know what I mean? So that's, like, this year is what makes it because the decade right. just started. Um, <laughs> Playing the system, loopholes. But, but I think Tim Duncan won in 98 or 99, so the tail end of that one, early 2000s and 2010s. Um, yeah, you have to catch it somehow. It's not like you can just play for like you can't just play for thirty, 30 years. years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has can. to always. I guess Sue Bird and LeBron Bron James are gonna tell us if we can. Crazier um, shit just happened in twenty twenty. What? When did Tim Duncan? Now I want to find out. I'm looking it up right now. 
From 1997, he played to 2016. Okay, so he won late 90s, early 2000s, and then... Um, oh, he's from the Virgin Islands. Did not know that. You learned something. Are you on Wikipedia? I am. I just went on Google. Um, <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so, like, I think kind of, like, wrapping this up, a Sue Bird is the f- definition of a franchise player in any meaning of the term. 100%. Where I think LeBron James is more so, like, the definition of, like, a star. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I um, totally get what you mean. Because I don't think you could – like, LeBron hasn't played on one – I don't know how to explain how I get what you mean, but I get you what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I get um, what you mean. I mean, but, like, I guess this the fun part of this conversation is that it's not over. We're not, like, talking about the end of either of their careers. So, like, I guess, like, I'll see in a year, and we can see what Sue Bird and LeBron James have done in that time because it's likely that it'll be something. <laughs> they're going to kill it. Like, they're not – yeah, and they just – I don't know. I guess we'll wait and find out. Um, I I can't even... Can't even fathom it? I just can't even. I just can't even. Uh, All right, so... Housekeeping. Housekeeping things. We're going to start wrapping up with our moment of the week from last week. Yes, so Lily... Thank you. Applaud to you because Lily is her nomination for the Ocean Spray drinker guys he's really by the way what's his name does anyone know his name i don't i meant to find it out and i didn't um Um, ocean spray i think got him a car ferrari actually with like the whole car was filled with ocean spray cranberry juice all right all right ocean Um, spray guy name is what i'm googling stall for me Okay, um, I'm going to start off by saying my moment of the week for this week, um, which was the Monday Night Football, um, Mike Williams catch that was just like absolutely insane. It looked like, looking at the photo of it, it looks like he jumps like 10 feet in the air. Maybe that wasn't it, but he jumps insanely high in the air. Uh, it was just a phenomenal catch. It was like an Odell catch, like that catch. Um, so that is my moment of the week. Well, um, my moment of the week is actually going on right now. We are going to have our first Tuesday night football. My brother said to me, well, what are you doing for the game tonight? And I was like, what, what, are, talking about? what game are you talking about? Like what day? <laughs> Literally, What day is it? Who are you? What time is it? Um, and he was like, football tonight. And I was like, oh my god the titans are playing um tonight like what i i was shocked it's tuesday usually i get tacos and some margaritas but I the concept is just something else okay you can't have taco tuesday and tuesday night football at the same time yes doesn't my head, but it's, work. it's I, I can't not pick it as the moment of the week it just it really doesn't work um, so guys vote on Instagram, Twitter at throwing underscore down. We will be posting the poll sometime over the weekend. You guys pick them guys vote them and we tell you what's up. All right. And so wrapping up with tweets of the week, um, Jess, do you want to go first or you want me to, nope. you go first. You want me? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Not ready. <laughs> um, the oh oh wait i lost it i scrolled too quickly and i couldn't find it okay um 
someone tweeted, quote, let people enjoy things. Like, you know, when you're critical of, I don't know, anything, you're like, just let people enjoy things. So it's let people enjoy things. Okay. I enjoy critical analysis and being a hater. And I was hysterically <laughs> laughing at that for quite some time. Um, because people are like, you just don't like anything, do you? You're always so mad about something. And I'm like, if you're not mad, you're not paying attention to anything that's going on because everything is currently infuriating. Um, so I guess this is my reminder to you all to also vote, register to vote, make a voting plan. Link that in the description as well. Jess, tweet of the week. My tweet of the week is not so sports related at all. It's more just me being a chick. Um, Losing your jewelry is a different type of hurt, I swear. And I feel that. It, I, it's like kind of heartbreaking. I've lost um, uh, many a nice earrings. Earrings. So many. It's always earrings. It's never yeah. really necklaces. It's I don't really wear other jewelry other than earrings, honestly. I lose rings often. I had a really cool octopus ring once Ooh. and I, it wasn't like dramatic. Like it didn't raise off my thing, but it had like a little octopus, like swirly thing. So like Ooh. I have a wave on now, but it was a swirl and it had its little succulent things on the side. It was super cool. I left it. I lost it on the beach. Why did I even bring it to the beach? I see girls wearing rings and stuff like that to the beach. And it makes me like, Oh, like it will look so cool if I have like my rings and I'm wearing a sarong and then I lost it. All right. Well, on that note, this has been another episode of Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. And I'm Jess King. And we will see you next time. But first, it's never just sports. Thanks for tuning in.